at 24 years old accepting a 25 year sentence that's habitualized my first time down maybe two traffic ticket violations before that going to a max id unit with people that have life with no parole been in there 30 years and yet all i see is you good evening and welcome back to the victorious liberty podcast what you just heard was where we ended last time as Manuel Rivas continued to share his awe-inspiring testimony of how God transformed him into a shining light even in the middle of a dark prison. Tonight, Manuel will finish his story and remind us that no matter where we are, no matter who we are, a truly fulfilling life is one that is focused on God and His life-changing love. Let's listen in on tonight's episode of the Victorious Liberty Podcast. Even in the bad, I see you. He opened my eyes to see with my heart, with love. And at times it was bad because I had so much love that it would I would see people and I would be like, why do you act like that? What happened to? You know, mm -hmm. and they would just be like, nah, man, ain't, you know, just I'm like, nah, man, like, that's not you. You're living a lie and you're still living a lie. Don't die living a lie. That's not who you really are. And a lot of them would, you know, eventually come back, be like, man, you're right, man. Like, I'm just, I don't, you know, I'm tired, man. I don't, I don't like living like this. Yeah. But this is, you know, I, I'm a, what do they say? I'm a, um, I'm a, of my environment. I'm a product of my environment. Mm -hmm. I said, no, you're not. I said, you influence your environment. I said, you don't think it's hard for me? You don't think it's hard for me just to let everything go? You know, I haven't got a letter from my kids. I, I, you know, I really don't have anyone out there, but you know who I do have? Something that's greater than everything because he holds the hope of all things. And even if so you're saying that your God, you know, he's going to let you out. No, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. What matters most is that he fills me every day. He is sufficient for me in my time and in my need. And I will listen to him and follow him with wholeheartedly for nothing else but for him, for his intimacy with him, because he is everything. And they would just be astonished like that. They don't, they don't make sense. And it's because, you know, you haven't given a chance. And I've seen people actually give the Lord a chance and walking around free. You know, I, I remember one time one of the brothers had called me over there to pray. And he said he was tired. And I, you know, had sent him some verses. And we were reading. And I started fellowshipping him with them every day. And, you know, the gang would be over there. They'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, come over here, sit with us. And he'd be like, nah, man, like, man I don't want to go over there. Man, come on, bro. Come over here. You know, come, come get in Bible study. They started noticing that he was going to Bible study with us. He was getting up. He was starting to read like, hey man, did you know, did you know about, you know, the, uh, the men of valor by David and like, man, these guys are brutes, man. Like they're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like it's, that's good. You're reading. Like there's a lot in there. And he, you know, like, oh man, he fell in love with this chick, man. Like he was lusting after <laughs> her. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like they, you see them growing and, and learning. And I remember one of the guys is like, he goes over there and he's like, I know. It's like, yeah, well, they called me Revis. Grievous, because we go by our last names. Yeah, and I was like, "What's up, bro?" And he's like, "Hey, man, uh, why do you why do you follow God?" I was like, 
What do you mean? He's like, why do you follow him? And I sat there and looked at him. I was like, do you want to know? Do you really want to know? Do you really want to know, you know? <laughs> and he's like, nah, man, I, I don't want to hear a sermon or nothing. You know, I don't. He's like, I'm just saying, like, what has he done for you? Like, you're in prison. And I was like, but I'm not. I was like, you think because you choose. But see, what he has promised me, he has given me something that even in the world I never had. Mm -hmm. And that's freedom. In the midst of chains, I was free and joyous, singing praises to the Lord behind walls because he was worthy, because he died. I said, the love he had for me in the midst of me being bad is worth me giving it. I was like, if a woman held you down this whole time, how much would you love her? He's like, well, a lot. God loves you more because he's still sitting here in the midst of you doing. He's still sitting there in prayer and petition, hoping that hoping. you will come back to him. And just waiting. And, and, that, and he wants nothing more than that. Like He, he doesn't want anything from you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and trying, to, trying to tell somebody that, like, no, you, do you understand the kind of love we're talking <laughs> about? I'm sorry, I jumped in the middle there. Keep no, going. No, but no, I'm, no, just, I'm just that, being amazed by how it's, it's coming across to somebody that, that is finally realizing it. They're like, oh, yeah, well, if a person did that for me. And here you are telling them, yeah, but guess what? There's something even better. <laughs> Keep going. I just had to, I couldn't help no, myself. No, and, and that's very true because you see the Lord, by just you speaking, whatever it may be, allowing him to speak through you. You just see what you spoken, and then you just, what the Lord spoke through you, you see it moving. You see it shifting hmm. things around. You see tears start to come out their eyes to where they look away because they don't want you to see them crying. And they begin to look and and and. I remember because he sat there, and, and believe it or not, there came a time where one man was furious. He was definitely furious, and, and he asked me, this is turn the other cheek, and you know, he, you know, if I slapped you in the face right now, what would you do? You know, like, <laughs> would you turn the other cheek like in front of the whole day room? And this same man that was head over the gang stood up, and he says, you are not about to touch him. Wow. And I sat there and I looked at him, and he looked at me with tears in his eyes, and he says... Go to your cell. He says, don't worry about him. And I remember to this day, I looked at him. And I said, see, the Lord still uses you. He still uses you. Wow. Whether you like it or not, he still uses you. He says, I know. And I walked off. And, and it's just so amazing because a lot of them join gangs because they want to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. They join gangs because they're fearful. Or they join gangs because they show them brotherly love. Right? Oh, come on. Sit down with me, man. I got you. You need deodorant or whatever. You know, like I, they, they love on them. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they're, they're, they're friends. But in a split of a second, they'll also beat them up. Right. Turn on you. Yeah, turn on you. But that's the same. The Lord showed me that's the same love that we are supposed to show our brothers or ones that aren't our brothers. We're supposed to show that same love. That way they have something to come to. You know, they, they have something to, they have that love to come to, to show genuine love and be like, I don't want nothing from you. Yeah. You know, 
I want you to get better. I want you to excel. So if I have to give you this for you to do better, then I'll give it. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I can have nothing and still be okay. You know, it's being content with knowing that I can have nothing and I know I'll be okay. Yeah. Now, I know because we've talked some, we've talked quite a bit when we meet on in our morning groups, but I know you could fill up probably hours and hours and hours with your stories. And so as much as I would love for everybody to, to really hear all of those stories, what, what I'd like to do now is, is let's move forward a little bit because okay. obviously you are no longer in there and yet God still continued to work. So can you take us through the part of your journey where you were getting out and then now that was a whole different challenge that you had to now walk out what he gave you in there out here, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell us, tell us a little bit about that part of your journey. Okay, so I remember getting out. It was definitely um, a culture shock to me because as I got out, again, it seems the word that he had given me was Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And it was crossing the Jordan and claiming the promised land. And it was like so deep. That was, believe it or not, that was the last exhortation that I had given before I left. Mm -hmm. So as I get out, I'm like, okay, Lord, I know you're telling me that I got to claim and claim promised land. And, and, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm I'm on fire and I'm like, I'm going to get out, Lord. I'm going to tell others, even by me getting parole, you know, I was going to give the testimony of, of the goodness of him saving me. And as I get out, I begin to see, oh, man, the world is not what I thought. You know, <laughs> I I began to see things around me that the enemy was moving. But at the time, I didn't even see the enemy. I was like, is this what the world is? Like, is this really what I, I've come into? So I remember I cried and I prayed and I was like, Lord, like, I know this is not what you brought me out for. So, Lord, I'm I'm sorry. But if this is what I got help for, like, I want to go back. Uh, that's <laughs> like, crazy I, like, to hear, but yeah, you feel that way. Yeah, I felt that way. Like, I, I want to go back, Lord. And then, boom, he started moving. Hmm. He started, he started moving. And that's where my wife came into play. But at the time, I, I, I didn't know it was my wife, you know, and I didn't. He had brought brothers into my life and we were fellowshipping, doing Bible study. And I was like... I was actually able to have a conversation and talk about God and, and what he's been doing and like without someone being like, man, what are you talking about God, you know? <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, finally, like, thank you, Lord. Like I can exercise and, and, and do everything and tell everything and just, you know, allow you to work through me. Yes. Because that's where I feel you is as you use me, you know? And, and believe it or not, as you go through and you speak to others of, of revelations and things, like the Lord speaks to you something new. It's not only for them, but it's for you as well. So the Lord gives me my wife. And this is something that I had, people had asked me back in prison, like, okay, so how do you know you're going to find your wife? And I'm like, I'll just know. So then I would go back and I would sit back and I'd be like, you know, I'm talking about nights and I'd be like, oh, you know how I know, Lord, I'll be able to sit there. And write a Bible study and a sermon and sit there and be able to preach to her. You know, she'll be sit there. She'll be my audience, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's how I know. I'm like, how joyous that it be. You know, I'm like, well, Lord, let it be your will. 
you know, yeah. let it yeah. be your will. And then, you know, that, and that's kind of, you know, just in the back of my mind, okay, that's it, right? Well, then, as I sit there, I began preparing this Bible study, and uh, Cecilia, you know, she she asked me, hey, can you help me prepare? And this time, you know, I'm not of any sort, like, looking at her in any type of way, right? So then she's I... She's a sister in Christ. She's a sister more. in Christ, yeah. nothing more, you know? And we're sitting there, and as I'm sitting there, I'm going over the notes with her, and it was actually on discipleship. And... I sit there and in the midst, I just stop and I go blank. And I'm like, oh my God. And other people had been like, I think, you know, like y'all should be together, you know, and, and Lord's showing it. And I'm, I'm really rebuking it. I'm like, no, you know, like. Yeah, get you know, behind me. Yeah, Satan. get behind I don't me. Want Satan, that right yeah, now. <laughs> you need to watch what you're speaking to my life, you know? Right. And, and in that, I stop and I'm, he's like, do you remember? When you said this is how you would know you would find your wife, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I start crying. She's like, Why are you crying? And I'm like, My God, like I don't want to tell her, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> oh My God, like you're gonna be my wife, you know. I don't tell her that up front, right. but I'm, but in my heart, I'm still like, I'm still gonna pray. But I'm like, Oh my God, here it is. Here it is. I'm preaching in front of my wife. I mean, her mom was there because you know I wouldn't be alone with her, you know. And her mom was there, and then I was just like, and her mom's kind of like, You okay? And I'm like. I looked at her and I'm like, God is so good. You know? God is good. He's good. He's given me the innermost thoughts of my heart. Like, he's given me a wife. Like, yeah. you know, and I knew, I knew that that was my wife because he was pouring into me to pour into her. And I, and I'm talking about the Holy Spirit fell upon me and was just bringing things, you know, to light that, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yes, Lord. Like, his his handprint, our, our souls collided, but it was something different than I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. It was more we were drawn to each other, to help each other, to grow with each other. So it was nothing of the flesh, but it was all God because I specifically, <laughs> when I prayed, I was like, I will not pursue because then it will be me. Yeah. But let it be you. Right. So he did things and I was like, oh, that's God. Oh, that's God. Okay. That's God. That's God. That's God. And I knew that it was, it was him, you know, but then I fall, you know, to the garden and oh my God, there was a, Something that had happened, and, and I couldn't understand why something was stirring up within me mm-hmm. as far as the baptism and, you know... The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right. And it began to uproll in me, and I didn't understand really why. And then these numbers started coming, number, you know, three, and and just... I didn't understand it, but then I come to the garden, and I started learning about Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and that's when it hit me. The Lord hath led me there to help equip me for something in the future. But not only that, but I had never really learned of Holy Spirit. But he was like, it's time. Like, now it's time for right. you to to see me. And as I there, I mean, I was so, I remember sitting there. And this is an experience that I'm going to share with you. I was sitting there, and I wasn't on, on a four-wheeler out in the field. 
And I remember, and I was like, oh, I believe. Did you believe it or not? It was over covenant that I was watching that you were actually teaching on covenant. And I remember I sat there and I was like, I was watching it on my phone with my headphones, driving on my four wheeler going. I wasn't even in K1 at this time. I was just, <laughs> I was just, it was truth. Like there was life. Yes. And, and, and I was like, this is my, my, you know, and then Holy Spirit. And I was like, Holy Spirit, like I accept you. Yeah. I believe in this yellow butterfly flying down and lands on me. Instantly, I start sobbing. Wow. Sobbing. And, and, and that from that moment, every time I see a yellow butterfly, I'm just like, praise God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it. and who knows? I mean, he, he can speak to you any way he chooses, and that's maybe something special between you and him. But what I find fascinating about that is at every point, at every point of your entire testimony, the exact thing that you're crying out to him for, he, he's met you with it. Yes. And brought it to you. Yes. And it's just because you had a heart to seek him. And you had a heart that says, I'm not in this for me anymore. I'm in this for you. And what I find remarkable about that, and the words that you yourself used, is before, you were a heartless creature. Yes. But now, you've got a heart full of love. Yes. And it's evident to everybody who knows you and everybody who sees you. is like, this is a man with a heart Full of love, like you yeah. just immediately when somebody meets you, that's one of the first things that that they can see is like this person, whoever he may be, he cares about me genuinely, and we just met five seconds ago. It's just <laughs> something that God has planted in you. But I just know too that the faith that you've exercised has allowed him to build that. And so this is what I'd like to ask you now, um, just a, a little bit more here, if you if you don't mind. What about those people that are still living? the old life that you used to live. If you could sit them down in this chair that I'm in right now, what would you say to them? I mean, I know probably you have hours of things to say, but, but, <laughs> but let's get, give them the short version here. They're sitting in this chair right here across from you. They're living the life you lived before Christ. What would you say to them? What you search for, you will never find in the world. And that I know... I know from firsthand experience, as far as the emptiness, the lies, the deception, the hurt, the pain, you know, the excuses that you make as to why you do what you do, or you act the way you act, but there's so much more, you know, and Jesus is real, God is real. If you allow him, you, I mean, you tried everything else why not try this mm. why not try this and i know that the god i serve is mighty and will do what he says he will do but you must die to self and follow him because he will give you what you are looking for he will fill that void in your life and i believe that that is very key Now I want to put a new person in this chair <laughs> so that I don't cry because I'm just listening to what you would say and I'm like, okay, Lord, that's hitting me hard too. So I'm going to put a new person here across from you. Okay, somebody who hasn't been through what you've been through, but they just want to follow Jesus. Like they just want to know him better, mm -hmm. all right? You, you were trained up 
in the fire in a tough circumstance. Hopefully they never have to go through that. But what encouragement would you offer to somebody who just wants to know the Lord better? Again, it would be more or less the same. You must die to self and seek compassionately. The question you need to ask is why? Why? Better yet, who do you say he is? Who do you say I am? What is he to you? Really ask yourself that deep down within your heart. To me, he's everything. Because I could have nothing. He would remain. So the question would be, is who do you say I am? Right? Deep down within your heart, what is he to you? Who is he to you? What has he done for you? He's doing things that you can't even see. So deep down, remember of things that he's done within you. You know, and, and the Lord is mighty and just to do them. For those who are just barely getting a glimpse of him, he's real. By me sitting here and having this is proof that a 24-year-old got a 25-year sentence and is sitting here telling you of my journey through love that God has walked me hand by hand and has shown me that he is faithful. And, and it didn't even take him the whole 25 years. <laughs> it didn't. Thank God for that. <laughs> thank God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now... One last question, and this this is to, to kind of encourage and inspire those of us who are outside the walls mm-hmm. as far as why we need to remember those that are inside the walls. So what would you say to brothers and sisters in Christ about why is it so important that we don't forget about our brothers and sisters in white? Because even Jesus said this, I was in prison. You came to see me. And they said to him, Lord, when did we do that? And he says, whatever you do for the least of these, my brothers, it is as though you did it for me. And you've lived it. So what would you say to the church at large? Why is it so essential that we never forget about our brothers and sisters in white? Because they are still your brothers. You know, and, and as, I, as I would say, I'm going to share this real quick. As I was in there, I remember that they had a revival and um, this church had brought in their band and you know they were up there and I was like, I looked to the guy beside me and I was like, hey, you know, I kind of tapped him. He's like, I was like, those are our brothers and sisters. You know, like, is it real? Is there really a godly family out there? You know, there's so much unexplained that you don't know because you just come into the faith. You see a lot of people that come to the Lord with behind bars are learning all this new, so they've never experienced the actual church. Mm-hmm. They've never experienced actual brothers that are successful, you know? So when you see people come back and they're on fire, you begin to wonder, like, is there really like brothers and sisters out there, you know? And, and it's key to remember them because they feel set aside, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. People go continue living their lives, and especially right now with this p- pandemic, you know, I can only imagine. They they just I got a letter from one of my brothers, and he's they were in there for I think sixty days with no commissary, no food. You know, you get fed 
peanut butter jelly sandwiches three days. Mm. I mean, three times a day, you know, and just not being able to talk to your family. You know, people have routines set up. And just remember that they're still brothers and that the Lord is working on them and, and they have a testimony yes. to get out and tell. Amen. And I think Jesus calls our attention to them for that very specific reason. If he hadn't given up on them, then we shouldn't either. What a great reminder. Jesus himself loves those who consider themselves unlovable, no matter who they are, no matter where they are. And Manuel Rivas is a living testimony of the power of God's love to truly transform anybody. Now, there's a lot more to Manuel's story than he could share in these short episodes, but he opened his heart to us so that he could encourage us from his story, from his testimony of how God worked through and in him, even in hard circumstances. Now, I'm going to allow Manuel to finish up this series with his own heartfelt prayer, and as you listen, please receive what he's praying for you, and may God bless you as you do. Dear Heavenly Father, as I come to your throne, Lord, first of all, I just want to thank you, Lord, for just allowing us, Heavenly Father, to sit here, Heavenly Father, and talk of your glory, Heavenly Father, and, and how you just continue, Heavenly Father, to do an outpouring, Heavenly Father, for you give us purpose, dear Lord. Heavenly Father, for you fill us, dear Lord. Dear Lord, I pray for all those, Heavenly Father, that listen to this, Heavenly Father, that it be not me, but you, Heavenly Father, that speak, dear Lord, that you would just send Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, just to pierce them, Heavenly Father, to open their hearts, Heavenly Father, to just experiencing you in a new way heavenly father to encourage them heavenly father to lift them up heavenly father dear lord we thank you lord for you being you and you alone heavenly father father i just pray lord for all those out there heavenly father no matter where they're at or what life they're living heavenly father that you would just fill them heavenly father with your love and your presence heavenly father for you dear lord are all that we need in this world heavenly father you will provide heavenly father and we have faith in you dear lord i pray that you are open their eyes to see with their heart heavenly father and experience you like never before in jesus name i pray